Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. Concerns about appearing greedy, feeling inadequate, privacy concerns, even paranoia about your own lack of financial knowledge, those are just some of the reasons why many people absolutely dread talking about their finances. But it is so important for you to buckle down and have some of those crucial conversations with your spouse, your family, certainly your financial planner. We're going to talk you through some of those discussions here on the show today. We are so glad you're here with us. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, we're going to have some fun today. We've got some kind of pop culture type of stuff that we're going to talk about. It it does all relate to, <laughs> to retirement planning. We've got some estate planning uh, news to get to. But first, I have to ask you, if you followed much about the Barbie movie, because you have two young girls, are I they do. are they into Barbies? Do do we have the dream house and the all the things? Yeah, so Gabby's eight, Isla's seven. We have a dollhouse. It's actually a handmade one. Uh, oh wow, made, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, we have Barbies. Uh, I have the two older kids, as you know, and yeah. so we have hand me down Barbies, yes. uh, which has been sufficient to this point. But yeah, we've somehow escaped, you know, a lot of pressure about this Barbie movie. And, yeah. and I and I have to admit to you, I, I've seen like little, you know, snippets of it. I don't know if it's intended for adults or for seven and eight year olds no. or, you know, so maybe you can enlighten me. I, I think it's marketed to, I think anybody who wants to see it, but I've, I've heard okay. that it's marketed to both Barbie doll lovers and haters. So oh, okay. a little bit for everybody. <laughs> but... The production of this movie, and I haven't seen it either, but I've seen the trailers and, you know, Barbie's dream house and the dream world. They actually wiped out the company that provides movie set paint. They wiped out their global supply of pink paint (laughs) in making this movie. So just think about that, moms and dads, who maybe you want to recreate some of this. Um, It might be hard to find some of the the pink paint (laughs) if if your little uh, homemade Barbie dollhouse needs a touch-up. Might be tough to find the pink paint because uh, Barbie took yeah. it all. It sounds like it might be a, a very dangerous movie for me to take them to. It, it might yeah. be this might be my best financial planning move of just avoiding it completely. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A wise financial planning move. There you go. Because yeah, you get roped into all the pink, kind of like all the American Girl stuff. I mean, once oh, you get goodness. into those things, you can't get out. It's real tough. All right. Well, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was pretty funny that the entire global supply of that pink paint got (laughs) used up for that movie set. But one of the other topics that we want to get to today, we've actually talked about this before on the show, the fact that Aretha Franklin died back in 2018 without a will. And and sometimes, Pat, we've talked about this before, celebrities who've who've made the right financial mm. planning moves or maybe made some of the wrong or a lack of financial planning moves. So it actually turned into a whole court dispute because three of her four sons went to court disputing a couple different documents. And Pat, one of them was handwritten uh, that was naming the executor of her will. So a Michigan jury found the 2014 handwritten document is the valid will. And this Mm. was in favor of Aretha Franklin's sons, Kelf and Edward, while Ted White, the second, that was her other son, he'd argued in favor of this other document. But here's Kelf Franklin with his reaction to the decision. I think that is a great thing. I think that uh, she'll be very happy and uh, she's proud. Hey, it's a a great thing, he says. (laughs) Um, But what a a troubling family matter here for this family to be taking different sides in court. Here's what he had to say about his brother, Ted. I love my brother. 
I love my brother with all my heart. All right. So, gosh, Pat, I mean, <laughs> what a, a messy situation that it had to go to court, and it turns out that this will was, was hidden in her couch. It was, like, written in a spiral notebook and in her couch. Talk about why it's so important for people to just have some of these discussions and make their wishes clear so it doesn't turn into some sort of drama, family court type of drama like this. My goodness. Oh, my. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've been in this world for over 25 years now, Jen, and and you know the stories that I can tell. And it happens in so many families. It's just we don't hear about them because they're not famous. Right, right. And um, you, you said something in the introduction. You said crucial conversations. And I will say that I grew up in a family from southern Indiana, farm country. These were not people that were having crucial conversations. Mm. These yep. were people that yep. were, you know, strong, farm, tough folks, wonderful people, but not people that were talking about important things in their lives. And yeah. so my tie in there is I actually, someone recommended a book called Crucial Conversations with me. And I was reading this book thinking, wow, this is going to be a big change in my life if I start having these conversations. <laughs> but but I have lived my entire adult life seeing the effects of this when it comes specifically to finances and to family estates and things like that. And um, I will say I've seen in the last generation, over the generation of people I've worked with, I've seen big, big improvements here. Oh, yeah. You know, Good. someone that is, you know, a senior that's 85 or 90 now, it's that that's a generation that was usually uncomfortable talking about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen generally the baby boomer generation it, it quite often is much better at it. I think they, they saw the problems, you know, in dealing with their, sure. their parents' finances. So but you are so right. This is something that uh, just a little bit of conversation doesn't even have to go into details, doesn't have to talk about dollars. You don't have to have a net worth statement when talking with family or anything yeah. like that. But being able to have an honest conversation about, hey, if something happens to us, who would be the person that we can count on to help with the finances? Who would be the person that would sign off on medical care? You know, those kinds of things would be – I think a big uh, stress reliever to you and probably to your family too, because they're probably wondering, you know, we don't want to have to fight over, you know, who's going to be doing those things, anything like that. And right. and this is one of those areas we put in that broad category of estate planning. And it's somewhere where often it's something that we're helping our clients with as part of their comprehensive retirement plan, but we're working in conjunction usually with an estate attorney um, Mm -hmm. because there's things that they may be able to help out with as well. And it's one of those things we don't talk about a lot. And we would definitely encourage you if you don't have something like that in place, that's why we talk about having a custom built comprehensive retirement plan. Um, And if you don't have those types of things pulled together, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Our retirement review is designed to review these types of things, uh, and the estate is just one of the five areas in there. We offer that to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. To get started, just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And these are some important conversations to have. And, and as I said at the beginning, there's a number of reasons why people don't feel always feel comfortable. Sometimes they might be embarrassed about their own lack of financial literacy. Maybe Mm. they're just, they're concerned about being judged. And to your point earlier, some of the cultural societal norms where it's just not polite to get into this. But talk a little bit about as you help people kind of get over some of these hangups and discuss their finances for retirement and start to lay all of this out, because it's pretty important. Just talk about how all this fits into your overall plan for retirement. Yeah, that's that's really good, Jen. I, I think this goes really to when we're sitting down with someone who's interested in retirement planning, this is one of the first topics we're talking about, which is there's not any way that we know if we can help you until we know what your goals are. And so that's where we'll we'll start to talk about things like prioritizing, you know, is your only concern, you know, your retirement income? Is leaving an inheritance behind important to you? Do you have charitable desires? You know, anything else that you can think of, you know, those are a few of the big ones. Mm -hmm. And um, so often, but the most important thing about that is that's your goal. It doesn't matter if it matches my goal or a hundred other clients or anything like that. And so that's that's what's really cool about it is that that, then we can really get down to 
based on what you're trying to accomplish, then mm-hmm. what are the steps that we need to take to make sure you've got everything in order? Right, right. And I like the fact that there are no wrong answers here because, Pat, you may have some people who do have some serious legacy goals for leaving something behind to loved ones. But for others, maybe their family situation is different. Maybe for whatever reason, that's not one of their goals. For people who don't necessarily have legacy planning um, as, as one of their goals, does this mean they need less in terms of planning? Or, or how do we approach planning when we don't necessarily have some of those legacy or inheritance goals? That's a great question. I would say it means different planning. Okay. Um, because if someone wants to leave a lot behind, um, that's a very specific type of planning we would need to do. We'd need to be thinking about... Um, you know, if they're leaving behind, you know, an IRA or a 401k, that would be taxable to your heirs. Is, are there ways we can do that that's more tax advantaged? Uh, if that's not your concern, um, those types of areas of planning may not be as important, but maybe in your case, you're more concerned with more income while you're alive and maybe you paying less income taxes. So there's still probably an equal amount of planning to do. It's just we, we've got a different focus for it. And that's, that's again, what, what makes it kind of fun for us as planners is every person's resources is different and their goals are different. So it's kind of fun to put those puzzle pieces together to help them accomplish what they're trying to do. And the reality is so many people just have not taken the time to put these plans together. Nearly 70% of Americans are missing that written financial plan. And Pat, people who don't have a plan, regardless of whether we're talking about estate planning, income planning, whatever, people without a plan, they just tend to feel less confident about their future. That's absolutely right. And I know a lot of you are worried you haven't saved enough or that you won't even be able to retire. And I know that most of you don't have a written financial plan. And a written financial plan can help you feel more financially stable. So you don't have to be one of those people worried if your money will last or if you can even afford to retire. We have a process for helping you create an income strategy, and we start with what we call our five-step retirement review. If you're listening to me right now and you don't have an income strategy, and I'm betting most of you don't, I invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan so you know how much you'll need for retirement that you've been dreaming about. Uncover some of the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and increasing health care costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs keep rising. There's no cost and there's no obligation. It's free to listeners of the show. To get started, call us at 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. Take advantage of this opportunity from Pat to help make sure you won't run out of money, and you might even be able to boost your returns over time. So you can get started today. The number, again, that Pat just shared with you, 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. John Farley here. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million dollars. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer, increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in the future depends on a lot of things. The team at Preservation Specialists knows what to look for. Our advisors can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as it can be. Call 803-9-RETIRE to set up a visit with an advisor at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And as we get back into it, 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call. If you hear something you'd like to get some answers on, again, that's 803 803- 
nine retire. Now, for years, you think about something like an annuity, and those have gotten a bit of a bum rap for a long time. People say they're too expensive, or there's all these strings attached, and your money's locked up. You hear all the the cons, kind of the bad side. But with private company pensions dying out, Pat, the reality is the tide is starting to turn here a little bit. And actually, annuity sales have had record years recently. So this has become something that people have been more interested in lately. What what do you think is going on here? What's behind this increased interest? Yeah, I think you hit on some good things there, Jen. I I think we've talked about numerous times, you know, kind of the disappearing of pensions, uh, which for you know generations was a big part of retirement income for people and some people would say you know of course there are a lot of different kinds of annuities you know we we've done entire shows on it we're still just scratching the surface on the idea uh, but if we're thinking of an annuity with a with a lifetime income guarantee people are often using those just to replace a pension essentially hmm. and, okay. and you know we we weeks in the industry will sometimes call that creating a personal pension um, so I think that's one of the reasons. Um, the other one is some annuities are really more designed just as an investment that has a principal guarantee, but it has more upside to it. And I think there's been more education that that exists hmm. uh, because so many people, we have this massive baby boomer generation that are reaching retirement and they're all realizing, I don't want all my money in the stock market when I right, retire. Right. That's a huge problem. The third thing I'll say, and this may sound weird, but this is, to me, this is a maturity of retirement planning. What I mean by that is, I know you've heard me say in the past that it's kind of mind-boggling that even the idea and the study of retirement planning is actually a very new thing. There mm-hmm. were very few, you know, before this century, most things on retirement was really just, you know, investment books and things like that. And now there's so much in academics and studies being done and analysis of how should you retire. And more and more and more over the last five or 10 years, there have been very highly esteemed uh, experts that have said um, using annuities as a portion of your nest egg in a lot of cases is actually more efficient and produces better outcomes than using things like bonds and things like that. So I think there's some really interesting reasons why that popularity has increased. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's a great question. I think um, kind of fun to dig into today. Well, for people who are interested in something with a little bit more, I guess, predictability is one way you could say it. Talk about the difference between something like that, a pension or an annuity, and this quote-unquote maybe money, something that's non-guaranteed when it comes to your retirement income. Uh, a question I love, yes. So um, <laughs> this comes back to uh, an idea um, that I found from one of those you know, retirement gurus. And I used this uh, in my last book, The Retirement Secret, when we talk about you know, how we're investing to create income. And it's called your GRIP, which is G-R-I-P, which stands for your Guaranteed Retirement Income Percentage. And so what we're talking about there is one of the first steps to figuring out when you have enough money to retire is how much money are you going to need every month. And let's use some for some simple math, let's say you want $5,000 a month after tax coming in every month to be able mm-hmm. to do the things that you want to do in retirement. Well, let's say you have social security and a pension that's $4,000 a month. So that's 4,000 out of your 5,000, that's 80%. That's guaranteed essentially wow. uh, coming in. That's a really good percentage. So that's your protected income. Now the question is the other thousand, are you okay with that being maybe money, you know, set up in the stock market or in dividend paying investments or things like that? Or do you want it all to be protected in which in that case, you'd have to have something like an annuity with an income guarantee of a thousand dollars a month. Um, now, I would say, by the way, everyone's very different there, right? So take someone else who wants a much more lavish retirement. Let's say they want $10,000 a month coming in after taxes, and let's say they only have 3000 a month coming in in Social Security. So now their grip is only 30%. That's a situation where we really want to have a conversation about, okay, how much are you wanting to close that gap? And again, we can give general ideas of what we recommend as financial planners, but also that's why we talk about our plans never being cookie cutter. They are custom built. So we have some clients that say, I don't want any maybe money every month. I want to make sure, sure it's all coming sure. in every month. And then we have other people, of course, that are more interested in more growth oriented investments. And so that's the beauty of kind of piecing everything together. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the challenges that we might face if we are relying more on that maybe money instead of something that's a little bit more predictable. 
Yeah. So this is really the kind of the premise of my last book, The Retirement Secret, which is all about thinking of like a three-story financial house of how to allocate your nest egg as you're approaching retirement. And the foundation is that safety guarantee, like a pension, like an annuity. Um, the roof is the growth, like the stock market. And then the middle is more dividends, you know, where you're earning four or five or 6% dividends on some investments. And, you know, if you have a contractual guarantee in the foundation, then you really don't have anything to worry about. If you're in that middle section, you've got a lot of security with those dividends coming in, but they're not contractually guaranteed. So there's some risk there. What we want to do is we want to keep people who are depending on the money every month. We want to keep you out of the roof mm -hmm. uh, because that's the stock market. That's where things can, you know, improve implode and disappear. Um, that's when, you know, twice in my career, the market has dropped in half. And if that happens soon after you retire, that's a huge, huge risk Yikes, um, right. to, you know, protecting your nest egg. And that's not a risk you need to take. Uh, so that doesn't mean not having money for growth. It means we don't want that, that you're counting on for your income. And that's kind of the difference between investing before retirement and investing after, because we need to figure out where your income's coming from. But the beauty of it is you can't have it all in a sense. You can have some money that's growing for growth, but you can also have other money that's generating your income that you can count on. And, you know, I use the example, Jen, of COVID when the market dropped 33%, about 33 days. That's a really scary prospect. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like an end of the world type of a situation. Gosh, yeah. We didn't have a single client call worried about hmm. the stock market. And the reason it wasn't because they didn't have things that were down in value. It's because they knew they weren't counting on that for next month's income. Right. And that's the kind of peace of mind that we want all of our clients to have. That's what we want. That's the kind of peace of mind we want our listeners to have. And if, if you don't have that kind of peace of mind, or if you're not sure if you have those kinds of things as part of your retirement plan, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. That's why we offer our five-step retirement review. And we offer it to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. If you don't have that peace of mind, call us to get started now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Now, as we talk a little bit about having that plan, could simply having an annuity, could this be what you mean when you talk about having a retirement income plan or talk about how it fits in here? Yeah, so I think an annuity could be part of a retirement income plan, and, and not everyone has to have an annuity. Again, sure. it depends on all, all the things for you personally. Um, we always say the foundation of a strong retirement plan is a written retirement income plan. I always think of four things being part of a, a retirement income plan. One is it needs to provide income that's consistent and reliable, and that's like you and I just talked about. If you're counting on the market and the market crashes, that's not reliable, so that's mm -hmm. a problem. Uh, the second one is uh, you have a plan to make sure you don't run out of money. So, you know, something like Social Security or a pension annuity is going to help with that. You need something to protect you from rising prices. We certainly are concerned about inflation. Uh, we want to make sure that we have a plan for that. And then if you're married, the fourth piece is it needs to continue. We need to have a plan if one of the two spouses passes away. So even though you might have one or two or three of those things, we want you to have all four of those. And that's where we really feel like you can have peace of mind going into retirement and not lying awake at night wondering, am I going to be okay or, or is my spouse going to be okay? Sure, sure. And you talked earlier about, you know, this maybe money and, and the fact that sometimes we do have some risk in our portfolio with our retirement savings. How do we find the right balance between the safety that comes with something like an annuity and then the growth that we might still need to offset things like inflation? How, how do we balance that? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. I think, you know, it, it really is, again, part of the fun, exciting part of what we do, because it is different for everyone. And the reason I say that is um, the balance between protection and growth is going to depend on your position in life, and it's going to depend on your goals. So if you are 22 and just came out of college and putting your first dollar in your 401k, you can probably lean pretty heavily towards growth because you're hopefully not touching that money for 37 years. Yeah. If you retired yesterday, you have completely different needs. Take those two examples I gave earlier, one person needing only a little bit of money off their nest egg, someone else needing a lot of money off their nest egg, that's going to affect your balance as well. And then the last thing is, of course, your comfort level or desire for growth and risk. So a lot of our clients, you know, will have a mixture of some things in the foundation that's safe and guaranteed, some things in the roof that's more growth and risk oriented, and some things in the middle, in the walls that are more dividend oriented. But since everyone's different, um, it can really depend greatly. And that's the example of why we offer ourselves to talk with people individually, because we don't believe in the idea that I can just, you know, spout off for a few minutes on the radio and give you some perfect answer. It really has to be customized to you and your family. 
So if we are trying to figure out if something like an annuity uh, would make sense for us or really making any type of financial decision, how could we get a second opinion? Yeah, so that, uh, that's the exact reason why uh, we offer time with our uh, retirement planners, Jen, because if you're considering an annuity, there are a lot of pieces to that. And uh, we think there's a lot of positives about annuities, but there's also a lot of them that have a lot of fees and a lot of commissions and things like that. And so you don't just want to Google annuity and then end up on the first website or something like that. Mm. Um, there's so many pros and cons to the different kinds. That's the very reason that we offer ourselves out for a discussion at no cost and no obligation. We call that our five-step retirement review. We offer listeners of the show uh, at absolutely no cost and obligation just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Again, it's an opportunity to talk to one of our planners at no cost and no obligation, 803-9-RETIRE. An annuity may or may not be right for you, but one thing is certain, today's annuities are a world away from the ones that your grandparents had. We're going to talk about some of those changes that have taken place over the years as it relates to this particular retirement tool that's coming up next on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. To find out more about Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists, visit online anytime at retirewithpat.com. That's retirewithpat.com. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rezac alongside. Now, we're talking about annuities as one of those retirement planning tools today, and it may or may not be right for you, but one thing is certain. What's out there today, Pat? Today's annuities are just a world away from what they used Mm. to be, the ones your parents or your grandparents had. Talk a little bit about how much has changed with the income tools we have today, certainly with annuities. Yeah, it's night and day, Jen. And I I always say annuity is maybe one of the most loaded words in finance because, you know, you think of any word that kind of strikes an image or an emotion for people, uh, and that could be politics or religion or things like that. But for annuity, every time someone says annuity, something pops into your brain. Yes. And it's different for all of us. And it has to do with probably whatever happened with our parents or grandparents or the first time we heard someone talk about it. And for a few people, there may be this thing of like, oh, that's guaranteed income. That's something that was really good for people. But so many people, because, you know, news tends to focus on the negative is, oh, I heard those are a ripoff. Oh, they have high fees. Oh, they keep your money forever. All those kinds of things. Now, there are some annuities that can be great for lots of people. There are some annuities that probably have lots of fees and probably aren't great for people. And then there's ones where it really depends on what you need and making sure you match up. So Mm -hmm. I think it's an important topic to dig into from time to time. So let's talk a little bit about one of the most confusing aspects of annuities is that there are different types. So not only have they changed, but then there are there are different types as well. So let's go over uh, and I I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy the way you break this down (laughs) for us. Go over the different types of annuities that are available today. Yeah. So this is something I developed many years ago that I've found when I teach classes, people really enjoy this. So we talk about annuities through the years and we go through different decades. And as a way to help remember, I like to think of the visual of the different type of music that was popular at the time. So I know that's your favorite part, Jen. Love it. You probably don't remember anything about the annuities, but you remember the the (laughs) music, right? Which is totally respectable. So we're going to go all the way back to the 70s. So of course, 70s, I'm thinking classic rock, right? So awesome music during that time frame. So in the 70s, that's when pensions were really at their peak. Um, Mm -hmm. They'd been increasing since uh, World War II. And then after the 70s, they kind of start getting replaced by 401ks. So when I think of the 70s, think of pensions, and that's when we're going to talk about an, an immediate annuity. So an immediate annuity, it gets its name because it is something you're putting money in. So let's say you put in $100,000, for example, and then you immediately start taking income off of it. So you're essentially creating a pension. And the thing about an immediate annuity is um, the advantages are it works like a pension where you can have it set to pay you for life. So you have this guarantee that you don't have to worry about a living. But the negative is uh, it also works like a pension in that it is 
unchangeable, Mm -hmm. completely irrevocable. Uh, Once you start taking that income, you can't change it. You don't have access to that $100,000. The annuity company is keeping that. Uh, If you have it set just for a lifetime income and you die a month later, in a lot of those annuities, they keep the money. So very, very restrictive, uh, very old-fashioned. There's many, many better options now, but that's where we would start with the immediate annuity, classic rock, 1970s. I love it. How was that? Thinking back about those bell bottoms and all of it. I got to tell you, they're coming back again. I have some. (laughs) I have some again. Don't they come back about every seven years? I think something like that. I know I had some in high school, too, but I think they're back again. So, yeah. (laughs) Next up, let's talk a little bit about what comes after the classic rock immediate annuity. (laughs) Yes. What's your next analogy? So, we're going 80s, and of course, that's the big hair bands, right? I mean, we can't forget Poison and- um, Yes. Motley Crue and all those uh, Guns N' Roses, all those types of things. So, but the 80s, what happened in the 80s in finance is inflation in the early 80s went crazy high. And so interest rates went crazy high and you could get, you know, a 15% CD and things like that. So for the 80s, we want to think of fixed annuities and a fixed annuity is going to work a lot like a CD. You have a guarantee of your principal that it's safe and you have a guarantee of a certain interest rate. You know, those are backed by the annuity company. And then you you get a fixed interest rate. And for a decade plus uh, here recently, interest rates were so bad, no one was putting money into fixed annuities because it wasn't appealing at all, right? But in more recent times, there's been times when interest rates have been pretty good and maybe it's not a bad idea to put some money into an annuity. So again, a fixed annuity is not the same as a CD. It's not FDIC insured, but just thinking as far as you're kind of envisioning these things, it's something to help you remember what it's like. So 80s, fixed annuities like CDs, thinking big hair bands. All right, let's move on then because we got to go to the 90s now. So talk a little bit about what's going on there with our annuity analogy. Yeah, so I was born in the 70s. I listened to the radio in the 80s. Uh, I had cassettes. I had records. Uh, And then now the 90s uh, was getting into CDs. Compact disc. Compact disc, that's right. That's right, the other type of CD. (laughs) So I'm thinking this is the grunge bands, you know, Nirvana, really changing rock music at the time. And what was going on in finance in the 90s was the stock market was going crazy. Right. It was just a huge, huge boom. And so what the annuity companies came up with is is an idea called a variable annuity. So a variable annuity is almost like a mutual fund. So you have an annuity is a wrapper and you have mutual funds inside there and they may layer in some guarantees and things like that. But this is more of just another way to save and invest money. So there are some benefits. It's tax deferred. But the big problem with variable annuities is that the fees tend to be extremely high. And so if you ever, if you Google annuity fees, you will probably find thousands or millions of articles on variable annuities and their fees. Now, I'm not Mm. saying there couldn't be a place for a variable annuity, but that's one of the things that we would want to make sure someone's looking at if they're thinking about a variable annuity. Yeah. And again, as we are talking through this, if you're thinking, my gosh, there's a lot to sort through, there's a lot to sift through. 803-9-RETIRE, that is the way you can reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. As we've talked about a little bit earlier, it's always a good idea to get a second opinion before you make any moves with the money that you've saved for retirement, before you get your money involved in one of these financial tools, certainly something like an annuity. Again, 803 Nine, retire. Good idea to get a second opinion. And if you already have an annuity, probably a good idea to get an analysis of that and just make sure that you're set up in the way that you need to be set up as you head into retirement. Again, 803-9-RETIRE is the way you can reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. All right, so we've covered classic rock in the 70s, comparing that to our immediate annuity, fixed annuities in the 80s, big hair bands variable in the 90s with those grunge bands, I guess that takes us into the 2000s, into the turn of the century. It does. And I am not ashamed to admit, Jen, that you were the person that helped me out with this one. So in the 2000s, we went with the boy bands. Um, So that was probably your jam, right? It was absolutely my jam. More (laughs) my little sisters than mine, but for sure, do I enjoy some Backstreet Boys and some NSYNC to this day? I do. Yes. Yes, I do. It's catchy stuff, isn't it? It is. Yes. (laughs) 
Okay, so you got your boy bands, and of course you've got that visual now. So 2000, when you think of what was going on in finance, we had the boom of the market in the 90s, and then 2000 through 2002 was a crash, the first big crash in the stock market in a long, long time. It dropped basically in half over the course of slowly over three years. So the annuity companies came up with another idea then. So they called this a fixed indexed annuity, or uh, an indexed annuity for short. And the idea here is you're basically trying to cram some of the benefits of the fixed and the variable annuities together into one. So you're getting all the safety of a fixed annuity in that your principal is guaranteed. And then when you earn returns in an indexed annuity, those are protected as well. What changes is instead of having a fixed interest rate, your return varies from year to year and is tied to an index. Think of just for simplicity, the S&P 500. So you could have an annuity where once every year you find out if the S&P goes up, your value goes up. But the cool thing is if the S&P goes down, yours does not drop. So it's a pretty powerful combination. Now, do you think you get all the safety and all the upside. Hmm. Um, so that would be something that would be perfect, which doesn't exist. Right. So that's the thing. <laughs> so if someone is selling you annuities and it sounds too good to be true, these are the things you need to find out. That's the reason you know we are fiduciary planners. We always want you to know here's the good and here's the bad because there is no perfect place to put your money. But an indexed annuity and these days, the terms on these are the best that we've seen in over a decade, you have protection of principle, but you have upside potential where these could very easily average five or six or even 7% a year. Of course, that's not guaranteed, but we think that's a really interesting option for your safe money uh, as you are, you know, maybe within 10 years of retirement and then getting through to retirement. So again, that's the 2000s, the indexed annuity, thinking boy bands during that decade. All right. And then we've got one more type of annuity, which Seems kind of surprising because I feel like we've covered all the different types of features, <laughs> and yet you're telling me there's another one. There's another one, yeah. So we have one more decade to cover, right? So the 2010s, uh, and this is again, you and I are getting well. I'm getting older. You're of course <laughs> as a too. woman, you're it's not. Fine. Uh, oh, thank but you. so I'm thinking maybe Taylor Swift over that time because she's kind of ruling the world, and so. Yeah, so we call this a hybrid annuity. And this is, as strange as it sounds, it's really trying to mash together the benefits of all the different kinds. So a hybrid annuity is going to work a lot like an indexed annuity, where you have a principal guarantee, but you have upside potential as well. And then it's also going to add in some kind of lifetime income guarantee. So the idea of a hybrid is the annuity companies came up with this and said, what if someone could put their money into this before retirement, and they could have safety, and they could grow their money, and the goal is to earn more than a CD would earn, and then at the same time with this annuity, you could turn on this guaranteed income and then have it replace a pension that a lot of people don't have anymore. So again, it's trying to cram everything in, which means it's not perfect at any of those things, but it is a solution if someone's saying, boy, I don't have a lot of guaranteed income in retirement and I'm scared about that. That's a very smart thing to be looking at, by the way. If there's a gap in your retirement income, the hybrid annuity could be a really cool way to park some of your nest egg and actually solve some of those problems. Yeah. So again, so great to know about the latest options that are available today. And Pat, for people who are wondering, maybe something like this is, is something I'd like to learn a little bit about. Walk us through your process for doing an annuity analysis for somebody who already has one or for somebody who's thinking about getting one. How do we figure out what makes sense for us? Yeah, and you said it best, Jen. If you have an annuity already, there's a very decent possibility it's an outstanding annuity and there'd be no reason to change it. But there sure. may be one of those where it doesn't fit for you anymore. So it really is smart to get it looked at. Whether you have an annuity or not, this is just one piece of the puzzle helping you figure out how are you going to solve that retirement income gap? Is an annuity an option that makes sense? And you want to have a planner that's willing to look at all the possible solutions. And this is just one of those possible solutions. So if you're not sure how to cover that income gap in retirement, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. To get started, call us again at 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. Medicare is still great insurance, but original Medicare has one major flaw. It never pays 100% of the costs like an employer or an individual plan does. So what people do to fix this is to add either a Medigap plan, also called a supplement plan, or a Medicare Advantage plan like you see on TV. What these plans do is to put a limit on how much you can spend each year instead of having an unlimited 20% in copayments under Medicare Parts A and B. 
The advantage of a Medigap plan is that you have predictable costs when you use services. Costs can be as low as $198 in 2020. However, the premium costs will be higher than an Advantage plan at about $100 to $120 per month at age 65. The main benefit of an Advantage plan is its low premium cost. Plans can have a zero premium or go up to about $50 per month. However, the cost to use the plans can be high as $6,700 in 2020. So what's best for you? It depends on your needs and your situation. I'll be reviewing both types of plans in future Medicare Minutes. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. Pat gets questions each and every week about all things retirement. So we're going to go ahead and open up our Save Your Retirement mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. We figure if these folks have these questions, you probably have a similar one. So uh, we'll get some thoughts from Pat on that. So Pat, sound good? You ready for our first question? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. First question comes from Ben. He's about to retire and wondering if he should pay off his home. Oh, yeah. So that is absolutely one of the most common questions we get, Jen. Mm -hmm. And this is another one where, you know, I know I said this earlier in the show, but it's one of those things where you can Google the answer to that and you're going to have a bunch of, you're going to have millions of articles that probably say this is what every person should do. But we really believe it depends on so much about your personal situation. Some examples of questions we would ask is, of course, simple things like how much money is left on the balance of the mortgage. And then another one that we would ask is, where is the money at that you want to use? And the reason I ask that, Jen, is because I've had that question from a number of people. And in certain cases, it makes all the sense in the world. In fact, a lot of people hire us two, three, four years from retirement. And part of their goal is to just kind of over time, maybe out of even cash flow if they can, just aggressively pay down their mortgage because they've been working on it for years. Mm -hmm. But let's say someone is about to retire, they've got $100,000 left on their mortgage balance, and they've got money in their 401k and they want to use that. Well, that's a lot more complicated because to get $100,000 out of your 401k, that money's taxable. So you might have to take $130,000 out of your 401k, pay all those taxes. That may put you in a higher tax bracket for this year, which may affect how much you've had withheld out of your paycheck. And then, of course, you've got that huge reduction in your 401k. And if you're planning on retiring off of that money, that's another complication. Hmm. So uh, those are types of things that we would want to find out from someone. Um, as a basic concept, we love the idea of, of being debt-free in your home. Um, one of the things a lot of people don't think about, Jen, is that one of the advantages of being debt-free with your home means without having a mortgage payment, that means you need less income every month, which means that you could be paying less income taxes. You might be in a hmm. lower tax bracket. So that's one of the things I like about having the debt paid off. But but hopefully that's a good example of why it can depend heavily on the different particulars for each individual person. Right. And just another good reminder why it's good to get the specifics about your situation before you make a big decision like that. So we certainly appreciate the question. Let's go to our next one. This one's from Carol. She's been hearing a lot about Roth IRAs. Should she do a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA? How do you answer that question? Mm, that's another good one. So, <laughs> you know, let's talk through that a little bit. So a traditional IRA works a lot like a 401k, uh, which means we're putting money into that account. Um, we are typically, uh, for the most part, getting a tax deduction for putting the money in. And then it grows tax deferred, so you're not paying taxes along the way. But then when you withdraw the money, it's taxable. Now, the concept behind the traditional IRA and the 401k, as those were created essentially in the 70s, was defer the taxes while you're working, you're in a higher tax bracket, and then when you retire, hopefully you're in a lower tax bracket, and then you'll pay less taxes. Well, if that works out, then that's a pretty great deal, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can probably guess, Jen, uh, that that's not always the case. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and we have clients that the biggest frustration they have is they saved everything in their 401k and traditional IRA, and now they're paying a lot of taxes in retirement. So um, that's kind of the starting point. Now, with the Roth IRA, uh, which 
our listener asked about, uh, works very differently. You don't get a deduction for putting the money in, but it grows without tax. And then based on following the proper rules of withdrawing the money, the Roth area would come out completely tax-free. So that's a pretty awesome deal. Um, now, again, it always depends on your situation. There's no perfect planning, uh, but we do have a lot of clients that are um, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s. And what they're looking at, Jen, is if tax rates are either going to stay the same or if they're going to go up in the future because our country's debt is so much, then how can I start to shift money away from the tax deferred and get mm -hmm. towards the tax free? So that would mean a little less focus on traditional IRA and 401k and more focus on things like the Roth IRA. Um, so that's not a blanket statement. That doesn't mean it's perfect for everybody, uh, but we do think there's some, there's a lot of power in looking at options like a Roth IRA to hopefully protect you uh, if tax rates are higher in the future. All right, Carol, appreciate the question. Let me just take a quick second to give the phone number as we are answering some of these common retirement questions that have come in from folks listening. If you have a specific question, if one of these types of situations is something that you're facing as well and you'd like to talk through a little bit more on the specifics, 803-9-RETIRE is the way you can reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. One more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Moving on to our next question. This one is from Don, and he's tired of being a landlord on his properties, <laughs> but isn't sure about selling them. What are some of the pros and cons to renting out property as a supplement for retirement income? Oh, that's a good question, Don. Um, so I, uh, of course, over decades, um, I've met a lot of people that have owned real estate and were landlords. And I will tell you, Jen, that I've met a lot of people that have made a lot of money in real estate. <laughs> and um, one, the, my first question, whenever someone is kind of going through wh what their current situation is, and when they have properties like that, my first question is always, what is their preference? Um, because some people enjoy it, or it's kind of like, it's almost like it becomes their job in retirement. Some people want that and some don't, of course. Right, right. Um, but a lot of people come to us. And part of the discussion is, we've made a lot of money in this, but we're tired. Uh, it's exactly what Don said. And what can we do? So there's a lot of considerations there. Um, you know, if you have uh, real estate and you sell it, there could be tax implications there. So, of course, we're not CPAs, but we know there are some ways to avoid or defer taxes upon the sale of real estate. So that's an important item to bring up. Of course, what we want to figure out is how much income can you generate off of that. And of course, the other thing to figure out is if you continue renting, one of the important things to understand is how much income are you getting in total, but how much are you actually getting in net? Uh, because we all, anyone who owns real estate knows there's expenses, right? Mm -hmm. um, just when you think you've got the house the way you want it, <laughs> something falls apart or right. stops working, right? So, and in fact, um, one of my mentors many years ago talked about the benefits of having a, a professional portfolio of, of real estate, like, uh, you know, an investment as opposed to owning it uh, itself. Is, he said hmm. you can have the benefits of real estate without the three T's. Have you heard this oh, before, Jen? Oh, the, the three T's? What's yeah, that? the three T's of real estate is taxes, tenants, and toilets. Oh, no. <laughs> All fun things to yes. deal with. <laughs> so I'm sure uh, anyone who owns, who is a landlord to their properties and is tired of it, it's probably because they've had situations where the toilet's leaking or something like yeah. that. And of course, you got to pay the property taxes. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of options there. And it really depends on what someone's trying to accomplish and, of course, what they can do with that money. Uh, certainly uh, in these days, the, you know, the real estate market has been good. Um, so it's been an opportunity for some people to lock in those values and um, you know, shift those funds to doing something else for them in retirement. All right. Appreciate the question, Don. Definitely some different things to think about. It's, it's not for everybody <laughs> as it relates to uh, having those rental properties. Our next question is from Dale. He's heard that when you delay Social Security, your benefits grow at 8%, and that's better than what his investments are doing, he says. Should I let my Social Security grow since it's a sure thing? Well, you know this is a favorite topic of mine, Jen. <laughs> um, so uh, just as a refresher, the uh, full retirement age, depending on the year you're born, is somewhere between 66 and 67. You can claim as early as 62, and the, those benefits are reduced at that time, and you can defer and have them grow up to age 70. And Dale is correct. Um, those benefits are 8% uh, higher every year. 
Um, so on the one hand, um, it, there's a huge advantage to delaying those benefits. However, I'm, I'm sure you know, Jen, I meet with a lot of people and a lot of people say, well, that's fine, but that means it's one less year that I have the money. Right, so right. Um, how, we don't know how long we're going to live. Uh, we don't know about the financial uh, safety of Social Security. I mean, uh, there's a lot of factors into making that decision. And the answer that I, I know, uh, you know conceptually where I'm going with this, Jen, to me, it always depends on the difference between maximizing your Social Security benefits and optimizing mm -hmm. them. Right. And what I mean by that is maximizing them literally means make them as large as possible. Uh, so that means you would delay them until age 70, but that's not the right choice for everybody. And optimizing it means making the best decision for you. Um, and that entails discussing when you're going to retire. It talks about what other benefits do you have? Do you have 401k? Do you have pensions? How are we going to piece that retirement income together? It's very rare for someone to live just off of one monthly deposit. Um, you know, if you have a married couple, a lot of times they both have social security benefits. Maybe they've got one pension. Uh, maybe they've got a couple of IRAs. Maybe we've created a Roth IRA. So there could be three, four, five, six, seven places we're drawing that income from. And the bottom line is what most people want, how do I generate, how do I squeeze as much income out of those places as possible while making sure I never run out of money? And so what that's really the goal of helping someone create a retirement income plan. And part of that is helping you figure out what's the best choice for you with Social Security. All right, let's go ahead and do one more as we are going through our Save Your Retirement mailbag today. Last question is from Connie, who's had a life insurance policy for a long time and just wondering if she still needs it now that she's retired. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. So uh, with life insurance, there's two thoughts that I would have there. Uh, one is, uh, Connie's right. For most people, you buy life insurance when you're younger. Um, you have less assets. You probably have more debts. Uh, and you probably have more people depending on you. Right. Maybe you bought it when you had little kids, right? So that's a really different place. That's probably when you need the most life insurance in your life. Well, hopefully, over time, those things change. Hopefully, the kids, um, you know, uh, <laughs> move away. out. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe actually start making some money instead of spending the money, right? Uh, and then, of course, uh, hopefully, you're paying down your mortgage or even pay it off. And then, hopefully, you're also saving for retirement so your assets are accumulating. So it's almost like a teeter-totter where or a seesaw where it's kind of going from one way to the other. So you could certainly argue at that case, you don't need the life insurance. Um, now, having said that, we have a lot of clients that just don't have any use or don't use a lot of life insurance in retirement, but we have others. There are other uses for life insurance in retirement, and that's beyond the scope of the time we have today. But you know, life insurance can have tax advantages. Um, it can protect your spouse. Um, it can protect a loved one. If something happens to you, it can pre-fund college funds for grandkids. There's a lot of ways it can be leveraged. And so that's where we would want to look at, you know, what's the benefit of that insurance policy versus any cost, any additional premiums you have to make. And it's a really good topic to really have someone who knows a lot about life insurance. We really want to dig into that policy and see, you know, what's that look like and what possible benefits can you and your family have before you make any final decisions with that policy. Thanks, everybody, for sending in those questions into our Save Your Retirement mailbag. Check out the website to learn a little bit more, retirewithpat.com. And with that, Pat, great collection of questions here in this last part of the show. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with here today? Well, I think, Jen, uh, one of the things I like about taking the mailbag questions is it really hits on the point that there's not a lot of just generic rules that everyone should follow. And it's the reason that we were passionate about being an independent firm, because we wanted to be able to help everyone individually and not have people just be an account number or anything like that. If you feel like you're in a situation where you could use independent individualized advice, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number one more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rizak. Thanks for joining us here today. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.